Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Star, Mr. Ringo. Yeah. Not Rango, who my grandfather used to get that next time. Ringo. Oh, you're what a weird song, even then. I know. I mean, I guess back then it was a little more accepted. Or is he singing this as he's 16 to another 16-year-old? Or he's just like <laughs> in his in his 30s and he's... Yeah, he's very old, I think. Not, well, relatively speaking. At the time, he was extremely old at this point, I would say. There's got to be an explanation, dude. Right, there's got to be like something online where he explained why he came up with this song. Maybe he had a 16-year-old daughter. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that would make more sense than I love or you. Maybe I, I he want was to do doing you. some stuff that the Velveteen Dream likes to do. Oh, there's the tie in. There it is. There it is. There uh, it is. We've come full circle. We've come full circle. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam is on and in your ears. Let's do this on the Twitter of the Sons of Slam show. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that good stuff. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, what is good? Not much. Kind of all over the place right now. Just realized that my screen is smudged, so I got to take care of that real quick. It is not sexy. Yeah, exactly. At, at all. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Velveteen Dream. I, I just found this out, like, last night. And so if you are not aware, Velveteen Dream was... Um, accused of inappropriate an inappropriate interaction with an underage fan and uh dream had come out on twitter uh yesterday uh april 24th friday uh to deny that uh his real name 
uh, is Patrick Clark, 24-year-old Patrick Clark. He wrote on Twitter. Uh, be uh-huh. assured, I did not communicate with, inappropriately with anyone. A private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I am working with a third party to look into this matter. Um, so the whole story, the full story, according to WrestlingInc.com's Mark Middleton, a uh, user on Reddit posted a screenshot uh, yesterday, Friday the 24th, of a conversation they said that they had with Dream through Instagram DMs. Direct messages. Uh, Thank you, Boomer. Okay, so we got to put that out there. Um, let's see. Per Jenkins of the Ringside News, the Reddit user said they were 17 years old, and they posted a censored version of an explicit photo that they said Dream had sent to them. Jenkins noted that the, noted that the Reddit user wondered whether Dream's account had been hacked, but said a phone conversation occurred, and the caller sounded like Dream. The user said their friends had also been sent explicit messages. And per Jenkins of Ringside News, the post has since been deleted from Reddit. Wow. Uh, Dream uh, goes on to, to say that Dream had appeared on uh, Tough Enough in 2015. He didn't win the competition, but that's where he was he was uh, found. Um, he, he missed five months with back injury. He came back. And uh, WWE hasn't hasn't yet commented on the allegation. And so that's still up in the air. Thoughts, concerns? Alrighty then. I don't expect that they're going to uh, comment anytime soon. Matter of fact, I don't think they're going to comment ever. Not going to happen. Let's, okay. So thinking about the situation and thinking, and the situations aren't nearly similar at all. I'm just putting this out there. Uh, When you had, um, uh, Enzo, with his situation. Yes. And now the situation here, where they were, WWE is in they, were quick to react with Enzo, uh, even though it was an allegation. Uh-huh. So we're dealing with another allegation. Again, as I said, two totally different matters, but they're still allegations. What is to say that WWE wouldn't act on this quick? As quick as they did with Enzo Amore. Because, really quickly... It's Endo Amore and the Velveteen Dream. Like, it's just not... Doesn't matter. They're not, sim- they're not similar. They, still allegations. It doesn't matter. This is true. But if Enzo wasn't such a clusterfuck backstage... I think it... Right, okay. I think he would have lasted a lot longer. Okay. However, that wasn't the case. Okay. Um, I think that's you know? that would be the major reason for a delay... Um, but who, no, nothing's fair. <laughs> nothing's fair at all. I mean, if if I, I like Velveteen Dream a lot, but it, not, and not that I hated or liked Enzo, but what's to say that uh, Velveteen Dream shouldn't be having the axe dropped on him as quickly as they did with Enzo? Because I think Enzo had one foot out the door and one on a banana peel. <laughs> That's why. Is that a grandfather saying? I've never heard Not of that. Not my grandfather. I was going to say specifically. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that saying. Really? Yeah. Went out the door one mostly heard, No, it I've mostly heard uh honestly, I think the last time I heard it was the comedian Joey Diaz. Okay. He said something along the lines of I'm already he's like 50 something, almost 60. Okay. He goes, uh I got one foot in the grave and another on a banana peel. I never heard that. Really? It's funny. But Interesting. Never, never heard. Um Last, actually, this past Wednesday, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot. I have a ton of outside the ring news because there really wasn't much going on in ring. Um, an anonymous I WWE don't. employee named John, in, in quotes, John Doe, <laughs> uh, submitted public comments on Tuesday's Orange County, Florida Board of County Commissioners meeting, and he spoke out against the ongoing WWE tapings from the closed set uh, performance center in Orlando, Florida. Local reporter John Alba had said that the man submitted a public comment that said they are being, uh, quote, forced to work, end quote, the WWE TV tapings despite the coronavirus stay-at-home orders. John reportedly said he's unable to speak out and feels he will be fired from WWE if he approaches his higher-ups. He also added that despite uh, sanitary precautions at the performance centers, employees are unable to maintain social distancing at the WWE TV tapings, for obvious reasons, and they've requested the government shut down the WWE tapings so everyone can follow social distancing rules without fear of losing their jobs, which they currently have, according to Alba, who also said several others in the company have expressed concerns to him about the tapings continuing. Who do you think John is? John! Um, Hannigan? I don't think his actual name is John. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't know. John Morrison was his real name. Well, there is. <laughs> John, that would John be Hannigan. that'd be so obvious. Could it'd be. be it would trick somebody. We're like, not nah, can't. This is true. Can't really be a John. But oh, maybe is it? Maybe it is. Or is it a John like prostitutes? <laughs> all, all these quotes today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know who it may be, but I, I've heard several reports on on this also. Just the idea of still going on. Um, and this kind of stems also from last week and the whole we, – we didn't really get into it or delve into it further because it didn't end up being something major. Um, but the 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 parent payoff of uh, Florida government so they can continue being essential, air quote. Yeah. Um, but uh, this kind of tags along with that, that there's, there's people in the company uh, that are just upset that they have to do this because they have no choice. They're still they're not fired. They weren't on on Black Wednesday, so they they're still they still have a job. But to keep said job, you got to work. And so they're not as over as someone like oh, let's say Roman Reigns, who is who hasn't been on TV forever now, um, mm-hmm. because for obvious reasons he was yeah. sick. He's still sick. He's it's in remission, thank God. But you know, got, God forbid something happens and he's body slamming somebody and he gets the virus. He gets the the, the Rona, the crown, the crown. Um, so yeah, it's just a whole. This is a a very unprecedented time in our uh, society, in our history, in the history of the world. Not really a lot of things have happened like this ever. So mm. there's not really a good correlation to go back to. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, I like to. When something like this happens, there's always something normally that you can go back to in history and be like, this is somewhat similar. You know what? The only thing I can think about right now is like the Spanish flu, mm. Philadelphia, 1918, something like that. It's the closest thing. Look at you in the Other history. than that, like it, this is this shit's nuts. Look at you in the history. Um, it is it is very nuts. And yeah. Uh, on the the SmackDown call that we had uh, yesterday, um, we had mentioned that uh, I was going to join, but it was like twenty minutes left. I was like, "Fuck it!" <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. Um, the uh, the 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 event that we were supposed to be at in March, uh, 
blood and guts AEW. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Please don't remind me. I get it. Um, that is rescheduled for July, and I'm sitting here like we're not going to that either. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Uh, nope. it, we, we will reopen, God willing, very soon. But there's no there's no way you're having any concerts, any gatherings until late this year, early next year. Yeah, no. I heard that it's not even going to be until like winter 2021, <laughs> which would suck. Uh, I don't know how like the wrestling business is going to react to this per se. I know. You know, it's it, it's really fucking weird. It is very weird. It just it just it's. It's so weird, and again, and I, for obvious reasons, I just mentioned that the fact that uh, a huge chunk of their revenue comes from, and, and not only WWE's revenue, but wrestlers' revenue, superstars' revenues come from yeah. merchandise. Uh, mm-hmm. They get a huge portion. Cena made most of his money from merchandise. Um, the Rock, Stone Cold. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Uh, they get a huge chunk. That's like the one thing that McMahon has given uh, a significant and generous uh, percentage of those merchandise sales to the wrestlers, and so they'll come up with these designs, and if they hits, they make bank. <laughs> and so, yeah, their their wrestlers are are you know just basically just going off of WWE Shop, which is why if you notice, there's like maybe one or two more commercials for WWE Shop on uh-huh. on the TVs because uh, they want to push that because it's not in, it's obviously not in arenas, so they got to do it online. Um. I'm actually really glad that you said that because I have a little. Uh, hang on, let me just get this locked in real quick. I got a little surprise. Riveting radio right here. Mm. Wrapping, unwrapping. I got a package in the mail. Okay. We're gonna un. We'll do an unboxing. Wow. Of sorts. Oh, so you have not yet opened this box? Nope. Wow. What? What a I share. Mean, I know it's in it already. What a share. Which is good. Okay. What company did you purchase this from? You'll see. Everybody getting the wrapping, the sounds. This is, this is amazing. This is unreal. <laughs> Wait. Uh-huh. Oh, see. <laughs> Please explain. That was the NWO six ball t-shirt. Six ball. Six ball. I... Hold on, I, I got it. I got to do it. I wasn't there. WrestleMania. See it? I wasn't. I wasn't there. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Just had to play that. Thanks for the background music. You got it. Um, I wish you had this background music though. This would have been hilarious. For uh, the wide. <laughs> I mean, you just wait all out, huh? How many shirts you get? Four. Yeah, four. Okay, so you unveiled an NWO six ball shirt. Uh, yep. The Wyatt Jim shirt. The I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there for Spinny, which is an amazing shirt. And I'm, last I'm but still not probably, least, probably going to get that myself. And a Wolfpack NWO shirt. Yep. How much? You know why shirt? I got them? Yes, please. Because it was like five dollars off. Uh, five dollars for all shirt. of them. All of them were either twelve or fifteen bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I might have spent seventy bucks, including shipping, on all those t- on all those T-shirts. That's amazing. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love getting those sales in my email. Be like, hey, twelve dollars T-shirts. Yep, I'll look. Yeah, they listen. They're I'll see what they got. Trying to sell anything right now? Just do, do what you got to do. Put it out there. Hell yeah. But uh, that's, that's I wasn't awesome. gonna go with the two NWO shirts mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. 
But then I'm like, what made you get the six ball shirt though? Huh? What made you get the six ball? I wanted. I, I've always wanted an original NWO shirt. Okay. So I was like, I'll give it to I'll give it to X Pac. Get that one. That was a big shirt at the time. It was. And the only reason I got the Wolfpack shirt is because I have a lot of red hats. Okay. And red clothing. And it would go well. Good for you. Also looks badass. <laughs> we had, uh, let's see here, uh, Britt Baker. Uh, DMD. DMD. She just recently celebrated her birthday. She was on Talk is Jericho this week. Yes. I read I read, I read. read that podcast. And uh, <laughs> it must have taken a long time. Um, was asked about her reaction uh, being shown at NXT TakeOver uh, War Games. And she, uh-huh. re- she replied saying, quote, I didn't even know until I got backstage in Gorilla. Mm-hmm. I went to check in on Adam, and Triple H came up right away saying, sorry, we didn't mean for that to happen. I'm kind of like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, we got you on camera with your reaction to the bump. I'm so sorry. They didn't know. The head production didn't know who you who you were. Do I believe that? I don't know. But he was super apologetic to me. Super nice. Him and Stephanie both said, "We're so sorry about that. I hope you don't. I hope you don't get in trouble." Which Tony, uh, Tony didn't care. Tony Khan didn't care at all because after that night, I was the top. I lost my page. I was the top Google search for that show. <laughs> the entire NXT show was Britt Baker because of of that one little blip they showed on TV. Do you think it was a mistake or do you think it was intentional? But she didn't say that last part. I'm I'm asking you. And I'm I'm answering. Do you smell that? Oh, the scent of hypocrisy, or smells like bullshit. Bullshit. Lies and deceit. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That they didn't know. They didn't know it was her. Sorry. So in in that moment, though, someone told H, you probably should run up to her, or he was just like, works. Who works at WWE and doesn't know? Even at that time, Mm -hmm. even during War Games, who at WWE that works for them? Didn't know what AEW was and who legit the first woman wrestler signed to it was. Let's say okay, let's let's put the shoe on the other foot here. And just for uh, old time's sake, I'm going to argue that what if this guy just went as a director and saw the first major reaction that someone in oh, the stands no, yeah, had? That's what they're that's what they're saying, right? That's exactly what what WWE is saying, and I would tend to agree with it normally, but yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. The second time. Wait, was that the first time they showed her, or the second time? The f- the, the first time they showed her was at NXT. The second time they showed her was on AEW. It was War Games. It was on AEW. No, she had two cameos in WWE. I thought the, the there old, was there the was a, there about was an NXT is, show. Right. I forgot which one it was. There was an NXT show that it showed. They talk. She talks about it in 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 the Talk to Jericho podcast. Okay. She says that I think the first time that they showed her on WWE television was when Stephanie McMahon came out and did her whole, hey, look, I'm here spot for NXT, mm-hmm. one of the takeovers, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was when Adam won the title. And then it just so happens that Britt is two seats away from Stephanie McMahon. So as soon as they uh, pull, pull in on Stephanie McMahon, who do you see two seats down? It's Britt. Britt Baker. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. And, and fucking WWE didn't know it. Bullshit. <laughs> it knew something. It just seems weird. And um, if it genuinely just was like, hey, this is 
you know, what we're doing. This is going to be, this is the shot. We found the first person who was astonished at what had happened. Right. Just so happens to be Adam Girl's girlfriend. Adam Cole's girlfriend, mm-hmm. I'll just say. So, I don't know. You, you initially call bullshit. Uh, you initially call bullshit. I, I tend to agree with you, but there's a something in my head that's there's the, in that story. Uh, she it, said, it, it, in the story, smells, she said it, that. It, go ahead. No, I was about to say, it smells fishy. It also smells true at the same time. It does. I only say it sounds true because she said that she she herself said that she went backstage with Gorilla and then he came running to her. So it wasn't like yeah. they waited or you know she. It was a delay in the reaction. Like he, she, according to her, he booked it to her and yeah. said, "I'm so sorry." So mm-hmm. I, I'm tending to believe. I would uh, said it sounded like bullshit, uh, but the timeline states that he actually did mean not. He didn't mean to put her on TV, and that that's when he ran to her so quickly. Um, that she didn't have to wait for an apology, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just a whole. Triple H is also good at covering his tracks. Let's be honest. It's very true. You know, twenty five years of it. <laughs> ha. Um, not like they made us fucking forget that. Did they? <laughs> Got three different emails: one from the WWE, uh, one from WWE Network, and probably one from WWE Shop. Apparently, they, they just put like six hours of programming on the network of like his greatest matches. Um, I think they did. Only because I was listening to I have like I listened to Peter Rosenberg's podcast a couple times, and they just came out with an episode that said it was six and a half hours long, oh. and I'm like, that's got to be for something. And I'm probably and, not there <laughs> and, <laughs> and there you go. And there you go. In other news, uh, Dave Meltzer uh, revealed last night on W O R W O R the current predicted worst case scenario financial estimates for this year in WWE. Presuming they do no shows with fans in attendance again this year, and it's likely that they will. Uh, not able to, to do Saudi Arabia in November. We'll sell a lot less merch, as we mentioned before. Oh, no. And, no Saudi Arabia uh, show. No, no millions and millions of blood dollars. I'm sorry. And lose a lot of network <laughs> subscribers. Uh, those figures could be higher than estimated. Okay. Uh Let's see here. Last year, WWE made, over, made just over $1 billion in revenue. And this year, they are now estimated to make one billion dollars in revenue. They were originally predicted wow. to make between one point one to one point two billion. So yes, it's slightly. This is Meltzer talking. So yes, it's slightly down. However, the predicted profit, which is after everyone has been paid, is still estimated to be a hundred and fifty million dollars, which is the same as last year, more or less. Uh, it was also revealed that WWE and UFC are the only two sports who are still estimated to make a profit. In 2020, this whole article is uh, titled, I read all that to say, this article is titled, Proof That WWE Did Not Need to Release Talent on Wednesday. Mm. If you have... I have a little bit of a... I I have a little bit of a problem with that title. Okay. Because, let's say they didn't release the people that they they released last Wednesday, right? That means they would have to be paying so much more than what they are receiving in profit, correct? Okay. So that means this profit that they're making, regardless if it's 150 mil or not, if it was still the same as last year, it's it's different. What I'm trying to say is it's different now because they released all those wrestlers. I think the only reason they're making 150 mil in profit is because they released those people and they didn't have to pay them. 
Well, then how do, how do you explain? You're taking away all the revenue from all the shows, Saudi Arabia, all that shit. Right. So to be still making $150 million in revenue, like in straight profit, is ridiculous. But he Because said- you had all these things going last year. Live events. Right. How, but- like house shows, all the live tapings. There were three different live tapes. Regardless if it was at full sale or not, that's still a profit. There's all those different things. Mm. That's why I I don't I don't necessarily agree with how many people that they released, regardless if they're bring if they're just furloughed or not. Mm-hmm. There was uh, it, it, the whole situation is a, it is uh, again a situation we have never been in. I don't remember at any time in my life where there were 50 wrestlers. 50 people from the WWE that were released on one day. Mm. One day. That's it. It's pretty nuts. Right. It's all... What I'm saying is that all the wrestlers that were released, it kind of made sense to the WWE's bottom line. Because that means they're not making more of a profit from last year, which I'm assuming is what they did the year before. And the year before, they've probably been making more and more money every year. Sure. So to release those people, it makes sense so that they can still keep their money flow going. I Okay, I understand the money flow part, but he's saying that these wrestlers, they were already projected to make the same amount of profit this year as they were last year with the same talent pool. With all those people? That's what he's saying. I don't understand how but that's the is thing. Is he saying with all the show, like if this hadn't happened? Is he saying if this hadn't happened and they still were doing shows, they would have just made the same money as last year? Or is he saying because all the live shows for the next, for the rest of the year, everything the, is just going to be? It just, all it says is as far as between the net, the, the idea of losing sub- subscribers because of all the stuff, the Saudi Arabia show not being a thing, uh, merchandise sales obviously being down as, again, as I mentioned before. Um, last year, WWE in revenue uh, made one point one to one point two billion dollars. Uh, give or take. And he's saying the original projected for this year is the same as last year. Um, original projected. With all these people. That means at the beginning of the year, correct? As of right now. As of right now. Before, before well, this is last week. Before okay. Black Wednesday happened, they were still projected yeah. to make. Uh, and and it, yeah, so even with everything going on now, they were projected to make the same. Wow, that's before before the the loss of wrestlers. Um, it says here it goes on to say that they released them, they released them because they wanted to make a maximum of five million more in profit overall when they are already estimated to make to get one hundred and fifty million. Uh, these people now have no place to go and work, and might not be able to find a job in wrestling for a long while. Uh, and yes, he revealed AEW is losing a lot of money. So don't expect him to simply sign all his talent, all of this talent. They're still getting indie talent from right around <coughs> QT Marshall's fucking gym anyway. And all those people, you notice all the jobbers this this last week on AEW, and we're going to get into all that in a, in a couple minutes. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I know. I mean, a lot of them, listen, this no-name from Atlanta, Georgia, and this other no-name from Atlanta, Georgia. It's right, like, right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we get it. I'm starting to see a trend. <laughs> There's here. a pattern here. There's uh, something going on. Really quickly, uh, a couple more things here. Uh, Lakers star, Los Angeles Lakers star forward Anthony Davis 
just put up his Westlake Village estate on sale for eight million bucks. So buy it tomorrow. Uh, NBA executives believe this is not a good sign for the Lakers. Uh, this is per the Los Angeles Times. Davis Davis might be up. Um, that's what happened with it. that's yeah, what happened very with uh, on that. Too, th- listen, that's what happened with Brady. Brady sold his house, and people were like, "Uh oh, it looks like he might move," and he moved. Yeah, but he's been trying to sell his house for fucking five years now. Okay, people forget that. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, last thing here, uh, while appearing on a live stream together, Corey Graves decided it was a good idea to explain that, like a panda, he had lost any desire to have sexual interaction as a result of self isolation. And unsurprisingly, as you'll see in the video, there's many links. Uh, Carmela was less than impressed but by that what Corey had said, and it was brutally awkward for some minutes afterwards. If you get a chance to watch that video. That's what she's saying, minutes. <laughs> for, for, for Corey, it might have been hours. Uh, watch Just that the video. way it goes. If you, get, if you get a chance to see that video, we'll take a look at it. Um, and last, this is the last thing. Last thing before we get into what actually happened this week. Um, McMahon on the uh, uh, conference calls with the yes. cut town. Uh, so Fightful obtained the transcript of what Vince McMahon said to WWE employees on Wednesday in a conference call. This was prior to the company making the budget cuts public. An excerpt from the transcript, Vince had said, he said, quote, Thank you all for joining me today. First and foremost, I hope that you and your families are safe. What we're going through today is unprecedented, and there's no doubt these are challenging times for everyone. Given the adverse effects of the coronavirus and the resulting financial recession, WWE, like so many companies, have to decrease operating expenses. He ended the call by stating, these are not easy decisions, but but reflect the reality of the environment we're working in today. We live in a world of troubled times that I'm confident as a company, and most importantly, confident in you as individual employees, <laughs> that you find your own job. Uh that you, as individual employees will pull through these tough times and come back to work and make life better than it's ever been. Thank you. Come back to work. He made, he made it sound like it's like furloughed. I don't get it. Um, it just it just seems kind of like uh, we thank Sorry, you. We thank you for your service. Over here. You good now? Uh, Not yet, but I just wanted to respond to what you were saying really quick. Sure. Um, it did sound a little – I'll agree with you on that. It did sound like he was trying to say that everybody's going to be furloughed. Yeah. yeah. Man. Like that's the way he made it seem. Hmm. Kind of weird, don't you think? We'll pull through – confident in you as individual employees, we'll pull through these tough times and come back to work and make life better than it's ever been. I don't know. It's just I don't get the that. wording. Very, very Vince-type wording. Yes. You know? It's not saying, hey, you're fine, you know. Hmm. Very political about it, if I would say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's weird. Very weird. Oh, Vinnie Mac. Um, speaking of weird. Vinny. <laughs> weird Vinnie Mac uh, things. They had a weird uh, Friday Night Smackdown. I was just this kinda... past one? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna get into that right so now. So let, let's just we, we can quickly go over through this week because this week had uh, basically a couple things that um, I actually want to get into uh, as far as debate goes, but uh, everything else was kind of just standard stuff here. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, officially they challenged last week Seth Rollins for the the title at Money in the Bank. Um, a qualifying uh, 
Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Alistair Black defeating Austin Theory. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that Black's going to take this. Since now uh, we found out last night on SmackDown that uh, Baron Corbin is also qualified. But he got the King of the Ring. So he got King of the Ring. He's good. Uh, Alistair Black, uh, it's probably his time to take this. And as discussed last night on the call, on our Zoom call, that Money in the Bank has always been intended to push somebody that is a mid-carter. So someone like Daniel Bryan, who's thrown in there as a upper carter. Um, uh, it's not a word. Uh, thrown in as, as an upper carter, basically just kind of put in the mix there to make the show better. But uh, ultimately, it's going to be someone like Black who's going to take this. Um, Shayna Baszler. Uh defeating another uh, jobber, uh, this time in Indy Hartwell. But in this beatdown, at the end of the match, uh, she took out a ladder and put Indy's arm in said ladder, rested it up against the uh, steel steps, and then proceeded to kick it. And I thought her arm got chopped off. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with this Baszler as far as like defeating jobbers and how where this is going to go from here. Because uh, there's really nobody else... Uh, female-wise that lines up in any, any kind of storyline with her, but we'll see what happens. Um, the new tandem of Ricochet, Cedric, uh, defeating Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they're either going to turn them heel, or I doubt they're going to turn them heel, but at some point, they're going to. this is like their push for like a, a tag team uh, title run here. Because uh, SmackDown, as of right now, has the, the better tag teams um so if you can put these two together and, and actually give them a title um between them and street profits that might be a good program uh here, here we go here's one okay so one thing i wanted to discuss with you as i'm filling in time here because joe's fixing his mic um let's talk about nia Jax and her return and then her uh defeat of Kyrie sane so Kyrie sane has been on like a little jobber streak here even though she's part of the kabuki warriors um notice that oscar's not getting the jobber streak but it's it's Kyrie sane so Kyrie sane has taken another match and this time uh with nia Jax. and nia Jax did this spot where she basically had her in a powerbomb position uh it was going to do like a seth rollins into the turnbuckle bronco thing and then she basically threw her and Kyrie's head hit the bottom turnbuckle and like snapped her. Yeah, it was like, a nasty spot. Very, I saw it. very nasty spot to the point where everybody online just lost their shit. <laughs> um, and they were getting angry at fucking. They were getting angry at Naya for what she said about Rhonda for being unsafe in the ring. Yeah. Oh, like, it was ridiculous. Sweet irony. <laughs> at this point, it's like make up your mind, lady. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sweet irony. So yeah. So and this again, we've t- talked about this. People have talked about this. It's not the first time that Nye's name has come up with just not being safe, and this kind of like proves that again. And I, I actually like her. I just, it's, yeah, that that drop was not, that bump was not good. Not a good bump for. That bump was similar to the bump that fucking retired Sting. Kind of, but at least, yeah, but at least Sting hit like the majority of the ropes of the of the turnbuckles, where this one was just like bottom. On back. Yeah, her head bounced off the second turnbuckle and her neck bounced right, off the second bottom. Right. Yeah. I'm, it's not it was a bad good, spot. Not a good look. Like every time I think no, of spots like that, I always, I always think when uh, Orton 
<laughs> Orton did that spot with the one of the Singh brothers and slammed him on the table, and then his face was like, eek. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, yeah, he was that's like, the face yeah. I make every time I see like a spot like that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, You're like, damn. <laughs> damn, I'm good. <laughs> I just broke him. I didn't know this was, uh, oh, we still, I guess kayfabe is still a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Turn right to camera. Eek. Um, uh, speaking of mini pushes here, um, <clears throat> And the qualifying uh, uh, ladders here, uh, ladder match, uh, Apollo Crews defeating MVP. And I, th- I think this was like. Uh, I was sad. It was sad? I was sad. Oh, you were sad. You're like MVP. Yes. You're MVP. I wanted MVP to uh, to get that. What am I looking at? You're hey. Look, you're looking at my look screen? At look at that. Eyes. Oh, um, Zoom, man. <laughs> Zoom is this shit. It's such a beautiful thing. What? Uh, I know MVP's your boy, but there was no way that he's going to advance in this. And uh, his job is just I was never even that big of an MVP fan back in the day, but I'm a straight sucker for nostalgia, man. He's he's he And, and he is straight ha- uh, hired as essential to... As Jobert. Jobert. <laughs> he's a central yeah, jobber. I'm an essential worker. I'm going to job to everybody, and yeah. that's my job now. And I'm not fired. I have a job you don't. Um Talk about a fucking great time for MVP to get back in the WWE. Yeah, time yes, and time is everything, man. Um, a weird time to have a a I guess a, a, a time to com- uh, put a, put a storyline together or for the finish of a storyline. Um, yeah. And Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, like this, this was just like a random throw in thing. You, you, they mentioned several times <laughs> throughout the vignettes of this leading up to this match. Several times they mentioned Sarah Logan, and they showed her. And I'm like, she's not even a company man. Just, like, let it go. I understand she's part of Ruby, the Riot Squad, but, I mean, geez. See, like, that makes me seem like Sarah was one of those people that got furloughed. Like, she probably is going to come back to the WWE. Okay. Just because, let's, let, let's be honest, anybody, at any time when WWE releases them, that's it. No more speak of their name. True. Yes. It has mostly always happened that way, right? Except for Dean Ambrose. So, that, funny enough, last night they showed uh, they had those Jeff Hardy programs. Yes, they were showed in the showing the uh, the return at this WrestleMania. Is like this is your life type thing. This is your life, but then they the, would conveniently cut like when they were at his mom's grave. That when the camera was panning, they would conveniently cut when Matt was going to get in the picture. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. But then then they showed Matt like when they were in the gorilla position, they showed him. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's just weird that he's not, he's definitely not coming. Like he's in another company now. So, and he's like a yeah, major, no, he's, not coming back he's a major all. player in another company. So the fact that they're showing yeah. him, I know it's hard to show Jeff without Matt because they are brothers. <laughs> they're always together. Yeah. But I mean, he had a singles career at some point. I, I didn't, I don't understand why they had a show. Yeah, version anyway. one. Yeah, version one. <laughs> <laughs> version one, two in the bank. Um, so all that to say, <laughs> uh, I, I never understood or did not understand this whole, set up here as far as uh, I guess paying this off that was the word I was looking for paying this storyline off but yeah. they did and Liv Morgan uh, finally defeats Ruby Riot, and that is that um, another qualif- qualifier uh, from the men's money cauliflower a cauliflower and a qualifier <laughs> uh, Mysterio and Murphy and uh, to your hoping for MVP I was hoping for Murphy and not to be um, yeah but I should have known that it was going to be Apollo and fucking Ray yeah, I thought Murphy. I, like Murphy. 
this is another one of those storylines. I want to know what happened. What happened with him as a disciple? What yeah. was supposed to happen with GTV? There's all these questions we have. All these and questions. And none of them are ever going to get answered. And well, this one ever. won't get answered because um, AOP is out. Well, one of them is out. So that's why they killed yeah, one the of them's out. So both of them's out. And yeah, they were just talking. So, so yeah, not singles competitors. So, uh, which leaves Buddy with nothing. <laughs> it kind of yeah. sucks. It's like, you, can't who, even, you can't even give him his, uh, his first name back. Who knew Murphy was so dependent, not on Rollins, but on AOP? Yeah, right? <laughs> Even though he was the, the head of the group, or Rollins was. I don't understand why they don't just put him back. Like, it's not like he doesn't want to be there. Like, I thought they were doing, like, the whole separation thing. So I I thought that they just didn't want them. Like, I thought one of them didn't want to be there. So they were like, all right, we're just going to not mention anything about them. But now he's still there. So why wouldn't you just put him yeah. with that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. They were tag team champions together his like pants, a month ago. His pants like, still say Disciple. Yeah, like <laughs> his pants still say. Yeah, it says on the screen there the disciple of Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's on there. So they're still those WWE still recognizing it. The doc, the dot coms is still recognizing. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Whatever. Freaking, they're gonna screw that up too with Murphy. Um, I'm not understanding why we can't get Charlotte Flair on on the actual NXT program. Um, I thought she was supposed to take on Mia Yim this week. She was. Pushing but that. then I'm realizing that I saw that after I I like I saw that after NXT had aired, and I personally hadn't watched NXT yet. So yeah, so, so she she has Io Shirai as a number one contender, but then she's after Mia Yim. Doesn't make sense. And again, yeah, right. it also doesn't make sense that Flair is fighting Kaden Carter, another NXT NXTer, on Raw. Yeah, I'm, I'm missing something here. <laughs> I don't understand the ratings or the portion, and it, but this was like a throwaway match. We knew. Carter wasn't going to win, but at least, you know, it was a, a match. I don't, yeah. I don't understand why this could not have been on Wednesday night. Like, you could have you could have pumped that hard to say Charlotte Flair's first match on NXT as the NXT champion against Caden Carter. Yeah, but you're not going to put it. that. That's that's pumping it hard for Caden Carter. That's not pumping it for Charlotte. But she's the NXT champ. Exactly. But you want to have Charlotte defeat. You want to have. Listen, we all know Charlotte's first match back on NXT TV is going to be a win, regardless of who it's against. Of course. Regardless. Okay. So why wouldn't you put it against people who are going to say, like, hey, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I, You know, with, with Mia Yim, you're like, I don't know. Do you have that? Is a top, she's a top performer. She's, quote, quote, unquote, a top guy. She's a top gal uh-huh. on NXT. She is one of the top names. Wouldn't you say? I would say. As far as their women's division? Sure. Right? But are you going to have so that match on Raw? why would you have it? No, on NXT. Okay. Okay. Remember you said that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All, yeah. I, all I want to know is that you're going to have an actual NXT champion on your show. <laughs> on the show yeah. that, that has the name of the belt on it. But that's um, what I'm trying to say. You want to have her come back to NXT and face someone where the people are going to think, okay, maybe Mia Yim pulls off this upset. Gotcha. You know? Right here. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Can we just say what's going on with Andrade's hair? I like, don't, what's happening? I, I don't know. I think Charlotte He went likes, full faux hawk? Like, think, he just... I think Charlotte likes faux hawks. You think? I think Charlotte likes faux hawks and people well, he, I hope she Charlotte can't understand. Well, never meets Lance Archer. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Um, I'm starting to like Akira Tozawa more, even though Andrade won. Uh, yes. 
He, he's a very underrated. I've talent. always enjoyed Akira Tozawa. I thought he never got the push, per se, that he was that that he deserved. Why is that? Even though he did get the. Why is it that Japanese wrestlers here in WWE can't get a uh, decent push, even though I've they're said amazingly this for good? So so long, mm. it is crazy how barely any Japanese wrestlers have ever gotten a push in the United States of America. Very ever. true. Yeah, like the only Oscar got a push. Oscar. That was oh, it. Uh, 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 Shinsuke. Shinsuke had Shinsuke had a ti- had a good title run in NXT. He won the Royal Rumble. He won the Royal Rumble, but again. He never did anything with it. Right. Yeah. Oscar was over for a very long time when she had that undefeated streak. Right. You know what I mean? They they did very well with Oscar. Vince wiped the floor with her. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Truth. Um. Let's see what else here. Uh, Bianca Belair defeating Santana Garrett's and just the overwhelming. Uh, either you love it or hate it. Uh, comments online regarding Tree Profits on commentary. Yeah, <laughs> just, just I love it. Shouting the entire time. That's fine. Okay. That is fine, man. I I don't want a full episode of it. <laughs> okay, so you want you the know two, what I mean? The two minute portion of it. I got it. Okay. Exactly. Fair enough. Like them stepping all over. Let <laughs> they were stepping all over whoever for the entire show Mm. it'd be a lot more it'd be way more unbearable yeah agreed yeah very very agreed like Um, jericho (laughs) sure (laughs) i i like him uh this week he was i'll I'll say he was a little much this week but we'll we'll get into that uh and then the main events uh mcintyre and and garza um do you appreciate having a champion on tv every week Yes. Okay. Without question. Okay. It makes television so much better knowing that the champion, well, to quote to quote the the infamous John Cena, champs here. The champs here. Every champ week. is here. Champ is here every week. It's always good when you watch any, like any wrestling television, and you see the champion there. Part time champs, I get. For nostalgia purposes, you know, the first Goldberg, the first Goldberg run, mm-hmm. not the second, that was horseshit. The first Goldberg run, I appreciated a lot more because that was, you know, my childhood. Right. So it was like, holy shit, Goldberg's back. And now he won a title in four different decades. Hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, he did well. Not all the time. Right. Brock is getting a little much now. I understand that it's a nice plan B, but sometimes you just got to deal. You got to know when to hold them. Yep. And know when to fold them. Yep. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, not do it again. <laughs> We've done that before on the show. Right, let's not do it again. Um, speaking of on TV the entire time, uh, which I don't mind at all, is Lena Vega. If you have to, as a side product of all these programs on this Monday Night Raw edition uh, to make the most of your time on TV bravo (laughs) because you have you're clearly taking it and running with it and you get a commentary you're outside like she was on TV more than I've seen any other woman in the last like two weeks yeah no she's she's the best manager in WWE right now 100% 
and it's awesome. She's got this whole Latino click going with Austin Theory. Yes. Don't know how that folds into the whole thing, but I'm I'm all for it. Mm. And the fact that first off, she had the best line I thought of the whole time, where she was like, uh, "Oh, she walks out with all of them, and she's like, hi, Drew,' and he's like, "Hi, Selena, the biggest thorn in my ass." <laughs> Just, I love Drew on the mic. Yeah. And I don't know why he can never do it. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just because his accent was get, not getting him over the last time, or mm. he just didn't know how to formulate sentences correctly. Okay, <laughs> but now it's working. Fucking working a hundred percent. The uh, last thing as I'll mention as far as Raw goes, and I, I didn't mention before with the Alistair Black and Austin Theory match. Speaking of Vega, is laughing at the dynamic that they have when oh. when she's like cursing Black's name out, and then you know the cameras go off, and they're like, oh hey baby, let's <laughs> yeah. go. I just find that funny that uh, the manager and I find it funny. Didn't didn't him and Andrade have a whole program in NXT? Imagine how that was. Yeah, I mean I remember how that was. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. It was great. Uh, yeah, it's it's just funny. I just find it funny. Vegan black, um, basically like piss off each other on camera. Uh, and then Graves and Carmella, uh, especially with that <laughs> that awkward uh, uh, thing that they had on on their 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 page or social media, and then like Graves is called live calling her match. Um, I love you, baby. I want to have sex with you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Isolation. <laughs> you say that right, right uh-huh. next to it. Please go watch that video. It's, it's very awkward in a, in a great way. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is the best day. There we go. Since it's on the screen already, let's do it. Uh, WWE NXT. Yeah, um, buddy. Interesting uh, episode here. So we started off with Keith Lee uh, joining the Velveteen Dream. Uh, Mr. Keith Sweet- Lee is NXT's big show. He is, yes. Because I knew as soon as he got into the ring and someone went to go pounce on him and then another person, mm-hmm. that all three of them were going to pounce on him. And then he was just going to go, ah! Yeah, do the Hulk. And everybody was going to fly everywhere. Sure. Which is what they do. Which is what's Typical on, big man thing to do. Which works, is on, on the it screen right works. now. That's the picture on the screen right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> just like, yeah, the Superman fling off. Um, so he Keith Lee came to even the odds with uh, Mr. Sweet 16, Velveteen Dream. Um Against the undisputed era, I really hope that Aww. I yeah, do so. Innocent until proven guilty. Uh, true. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm now more curious about that story than ever. <laughs> Just oh, me too, dude. Man, oh man. And uh, we will report back next week. Yeah, next week. Um, <laughs> the Adam Cole was lured by the Velvet, lured the Velveteen Dream into the three-on-one ambush before Keith Lee came out. Um, speaking of of Dream. And and just he is all over the place now because he started he's trying to go after Cole, and then he uh, like a side note uh, side bitch thing went, had a thing with Finn, and, and then that yeah, guy, I don't know what that was that got squashed because that was supposed to be Wednesday, and then it didn't become a thing anymore. Trying to think like because I'm, I'm to, wrestling, yeah, exactly. But I'm just trying to like kind of think it through okay in my head sure sure and it's like okay he was trying to go after the velveteen dream but then who attacked him they didn't ever said who who attacked him no so are they gonna play that out for how long until they say that walter attacked him you know what i mean right and this was just a little inkling of a seed that was planted for the future storyline between dream and and Finn, whenever Dream wins the title, Finn Adam. I mean, he also 
Yeah. And Finn had this whole storyline going with Walter, which obviously can't be done now. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of like put on pause until everything comes back. I'm just happy that Finn was able to get back into the States before all this fucking shit happened. Yeah. You mad? Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, very true. Like other things that, you know, just happen to be traveling and you just now you can't come back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Which is why there's other, the, the other, uh, members of, um, Imperium are, are still here. Because I think they live in Orlando. They live in Orlando. And Walter doesn't. Okay. Anybody you see at NXT, or honestly, any of the WWE tapings right now, mm. probably lives in the state of Florida somewhere. As they should if you're working with NXT. Especially NXT. NXT, everybody definitely lives in the Orlando area. Right. Within 30 minutes of the Performance Center. I wonder that's what, where people live. I wonder what everybody's doing now, which is why they have like so such a limited amount of people because unless they're driving from wherever they're living and you already made it to Orlando like as far as like living goes like where are these people staying <laughs> yeah exactly I only think about that like where are they they're not they're taking hotels up for however many days like are, are they staying with friends are they they just uh, I subletting houses <laughs> just listening to uh, uh, DDP talking about Jake the Snake mm. and how when all this thing happened uh page was like listen you can go because i think that he was living there at the time mm. so he's like listen you can go but you can't come back and jake was like i know i understand you know you have family here shit like that i don't want to you know impose on anything right but then eventually they were just like hey he went to page went to to jake and was just like listen if you don't feel safe out there you can come back you're going on full 14-day quarantine so he was in a room. He had meals brought to him in a guest house, wherever the fuck it was, on his compound. He had meals brought to him. There was a shower there. He did not leave that room for 14 days. It's amazing that he has so much love for him. Like this, this. And I can't wait for the promos that came out of that fucking quarantine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be so good. That's probably where that rocking chair is that he's doing all his promos, just blinds all blacked out and shit. He can do it from there every single time. Like Those, those promos yeah. that he cuts are amazing. Um, and he's better now than he was back in the day. I remember he cut insane promos back in the day. He was never a champion, but he can cut like really amazing promos back in the day, like heavyweight champion. Oh, uh, he can cut a mean promo back in the day, and now he's like he's he's even better. Um, so cut cut through uh, NXT here. So uh, Dakota Kai uh, and Raquel Gonzalez finally Gonzalez getting a win and showing that she's she can be a dominant uh, big big woman <laughs> or a dominant big gal. Woman. Big gal can't say big man. Um. Okay. We're just going to say Gal. Gal. She's it's a not gal. top, you know, the Revival are top guys. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. <laughs> not that but now, you know, for women, it's got to be top gals. Top gals. Top superstars. Just no, 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 no. I wasn't saying top. I wasn't saying, like, no, I was saying not top. I'm saying, like, she's she's considered, like, when they say a big man. She's, yeah. I mean, for her. A big gal. Big yeah, gal. That's what, that's what I'm okay. trying All to right. make the okay. assimilation. Gotcha. I guess you would call it. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, here's, okay, for, for, the, for all of NXT. My favorite match of the night. Your favorite match of the night. And it was a good match. But the most controversial, I will say, uh, match of the night. In yeah. Jake Atlas, newcomer Jake Atlas, versus Drake Maverick. Yes. Uh, that was for the tournament. So the tournament, uh, if you don't watch NXT, the tournament is based for the NXT Cruiserweight title uh, interim. is basically uh, you get a record, just like an AEW, coincidentally. Uh, you're getting a record, so the better, person with the best record, having fought once through already, uh, gets uh, gets the title. 
And so yes. it, it moves on and then that's No, it. it's whoever has the best record out of the two groups. Out of, out of them fighting each other once. Yes. Right. Everybody okay. fights each other once right, right. In, in their respective groups. There's right. four different people, two groups. Right. Eight people total. Okay. Right? Right. So what happens is you are everybody fights each other once. Whoever has the best record in in between in those fights, those two people from group A and group B fight each other. Whoever wins that is the NXT, is the NXT. Gotcha. Cruiserweight champion. Um if this is a work, <laughs> uh I'll be pissed. I will Oh my god, that, that promo nearly brought me to tears, man. I, I know. The promo brings you to tears. They're they're talking about it. They didn't mention why he's on like this goodbye tour. They just said yeah, he's no, on a goodbye tour. To. Um, they're not gonna say we just decided to cancel and and fire everybody. So Drake Maverick's out. Never said never mentioned that at one time. But they had this match and he lost. Maverick lost. Um, if but if at some point he's able to turn this around and he kind of goes forward in this tournament. He's gonna get a side eye from a lot of people. Yeah, but you know that's wrestling right there. That's pro wrestling. When you have all the cards stacked against you, and you can like honestly, right now, all he did was put a fucking camera in front of him, and everyone was like, "I'm in. I want Drake Maverick back." Right. You know what I mean? He got everybody behind him. And that is exactly what pro wrestling is. True, but I mean, then it's not, it's not going to be a good look for him. It, it, I, I understand what you're saying, but he still had, if these people are furloughed, that's this is another story. But if they're legit fired and they're gone, and you still have this guy in this tournament, and he put that video out there, like legitimately, I, it, I, I still feel like it was, it was uh, like what you're, to your, what you're saying, that it, he was legitimately upset that he lost his job, but because of the overwhelming swell of support that he got, like yeah, everywhere uh, on uh, over the world. If um, this is a work, people are going to be upset. I do. I, I will agree with you on that. But I do not think that this was a work at all. Okay, this had to be a shoot. That that was a shoot interview. That was a shoot promo. Right yeah, there. No, I agree. I agree with that. It's but it, if if the swell is that big, he's like no, nobody's going to tell him like he's not he's not going to say like this all because of the video and your support. Like they wanted to bring me back, so the storyline changed. <laughs> like it's just like oh wait, I made it through the tournament and uh, I get to keep my job. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's not going to be a, a positive look. They keep on saying that he's fighting, like the whole reason that he's fighting himself. <laughs> uh, no, he's fighting you because you I didn't fired know him. his name was Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's fighting you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the enemy. You fired him. Um, yeah. All right, mo- moving on here. Uh, Kishida defeating Tony Nice uh, in in said tournament. Um, d- okay, <laughs> another good match. I just I, I just feel like I Kishida like how Tony gets... Nice is heel now. He's always been heel, no? Not when he won. When he won the title at Mania, okay. I don't remember him being a heel like that. That was a, and if he was a heel, then he had a babyface reaction just because it was his hometown. He's from Strong Island. Strong Island. Um, and it's cra- only wrestler I know that'll ever be billed out of. Oh wait, is Zach was rest in peace? Kind of Zach Ryder. He's not dead. Was billed out of long. I know he's not dead, but in WWE. He's dead. <laughs> um. <laughs> From Long Island, New York. He was billed from Long Island, New York? Yes. So literally the only two wrestlers I know in history that are billed from Long Island. That's what he did, Long Island. Uh, oh, no, I, I remember. The Long Island IZ. I see, IZ. Um, Mia Yim defeating Jesse Kamea, uh, Miss Miss uh, Keith Lee. 
Kame, Kame. <laughs> That's all I could think about the entire match. Uh, yeah. That, honestly, that was the only thing I could think about the entire match until and after when Charlotte came out. Charlotte came out. Um, the debut, we just keep having these debuts in front of nobody. Absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Hijo del Fantasma? Yeah. I'm sorry. Sure. Go, go ahead. Say it. El Hijo del El Hijo, El Hijo del Fantasma. Fantasma. Defeating a gentleman, <laughs> Jack Gallagher. When did Jack Gallagher no, get all these tattoos? See, that's wrong. It's fucking weird. Gentleman. I know so many. No, no, no. Hang on. I know so many Gallaghers. Okay. Even Gallagher. the comedian Gallagher. Gallagher. Right? For some fucking reason, mm. he's got to pronounce his name Gallagher. Why? Why? So you're saying the G is silent. I'm, just, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying him. I'm saying to you. I'm saying so. Okay, no, Jack. him in in his thing in his name. The G is silent. That's what I'm saying. Gallagher. Yes, but I'm saying I'm saying as I'm talking to Jack. So Jack, your G is silent in Gallagher. Yes, even though it's it's spelled as Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah. <sighs> Asshole. See, normally um, it's a silent H. See, not saying you know your heel when you have a, a name like that. And also he did it as a baby face with the umbrella and everything. And then Marty Scroll became big and he was like, can't do that no more. Yeah. Then you have to change your whole gimmick because of him. And then you put on 50,000 tattoos. Um, Not mad at it. If I'm being honest, not at all. Not that I I hate it. Just it's such a a different look than what he originally had. Oh, yeah. Um, And then uh, the uh, the main event here, uh, Velveteen Dream and Dexter Lewis. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Really quick. Rewind. What was the deal with? I know we had to establish the Candice LeRae heel turn. Yes. Uh, that, oh, that whole. I'm so happy you said this. that whole thing. That whole promo. Yeah. Um. But what the shit? <laughs> it was just, just so weird. Yeah. So now Candice LeRae is a heel, Be- and she's also because of him, and she's got. I, I'm thoroughly. I thoroughly believe her hair mm-hmm. is not dyed. I was like, that's her real hair, gray? No, she just put it purple, first off. Okay. It's like a... She just, I'm pretty sure she just put weave, like, she just put little pieces of weaves in her fucking hair that were purple. Okay. And just let it hang. All right. Because if you look, honestly, I looked at it, and I kept on looking at her hair, mm. and I saw the blonde underneath. Okay. So I wasn't really convinced that that was a, a full dye job. <laughs> I gotcha. All right. Um, oh, um, the cup. Yes. The cup was encased on the fucking, on the dinner table. Yes. Yeah. That was hilarious. So weird. <laughs> uh, that was great. And then, and then take like, him pointing at the salad. What, what do you say? Like, take it. Uh, if you want to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just very, very odd. And I'm hoping that there's something that comes out of this with the heel turn for her. Um, but it makes him more sound like he she's gonna be like a manager for him. Yeah, honestly, that that is what it sounds like. Yeah, it's very weird. Like a modern day macho and yeah, and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, and then now, okay, so the main event here. So Velveteen Dream. I thought Dexter Loomis was a heel, but I, apparently not. I just want to point this out. Sure. If you look back from when uh, uh, the going out shot from the end of the first segment of nxt mm-hmm. when keith lee came out and they beat each other up right the last shot shows the undisputed era and it's like go, they're going back or whatever mm-hmm. in the corner behind the titantron you can see Dex- dexter loomis okay one thousand percent 
and it's weird. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. Hmm. I got to take a look at that again. Please do because it's 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 very str- it's 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 oddly placed. So Keith Lee is is on the ramp. No, I think the undisputed era is on the ramp because they got out of the ring. It's the, be- the beginning of the of the the show. It's a back shot. It's it's I think it's the it's the hard cam shot, but like a little bit to the left. Okay. So it's showing like if I'm looking at my television, it's showing the left side of the entrance ramp. And then a little bit of the backstage area that you can see that's always normally blacked out. Hmm. Like there's nobody ever there. You just see a little fucking blonde dude with gloves on and mad tats. And you're like, hmm, that's weird. There's Don't Loomis. think that's supposed to be there. There's Loomis. Okay. Let me check that out again. Um, so anyway, they, they uh, go on to uh, uh, Dex Loomis and 16 Candles go on to defeat uh, Yui. Oh. How many, different, how many different 16-year-old <laughs> jokes are you going to fucking make in this show? There's got to be. Because I think you have three so far. There's got to be a ton. And it's, it's pretty good. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. good thus far. <laughs> that is your NXT moving on on Wednesday to AEW. Um, and uh, we had a... Uh, really quickly, before we before we get on to AEW, yeah. um, I saw that Dominic, uh, Dominic Dijakovic yes. put on Twitter that he believes that Gronk was going to announce that he was joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium. Okay. Before all their shit went, uh, before all this crown shit went down. Now just think about that. Okay. Think of the pop. It would have been the biggest pop of wrestling. I know. I know. And he would have been the 24-7 champion doing it too. I know. God, that would have been that would have been awesome. That's the Not man. at all a Buccaneers fan will never be in my life, but that would have been fucking awesome. That was amazing. Um, all right, we started off the show with uh, Cody and a chair of Matrix-looking kind of, I don't know, it's just all kinds of weird. Uh, yeah. Looking at the, the opponents. Agreed, of the, weird. Weird. You're looking at the opponents of the of the tournament. Uh, Shivani and Le Champion, Chris Jericho. I have been a proponent of Jericho. Uh, as yes. as an announcer, this week I thought of you immediately, and I was like, "He's got to ease up a little bit." He steps on him. He steps on him a lot, right? Like I think he just walks on him like every chance he gets. Yeah. Um. Last week, last week I thought was pretty good. Yeah, there was more even last week. This week was just like, yeah. Jericho is a Jericho show, and Shivani's on side. <laughs> it's just, it it was a lot. It was a lot for for him to. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I I think he needs someone needs to reel him in. I know he that's what he, he said. He needs to go to that broadcasting boot camp. <laughs> he said he wants to do this long term as far as the announcer thing. I think he'd uh-huh. be very good at it. He's already shown that he's good at it, but someone has to tell him like, listen, you gotta. What is he trying to do? Is he trying to be like the body? Is he trying to be kinda, like yeah. macho? Yeah, he wants to do like color. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but the color commentator doesn't carry the fucking broadcast, dude. No, I I know. Right, which is someone someone needs to sit down and be like, listen, you gotta shut the hell up <laughs> and just let uh let the lead do the lead stuff and then you come in and do your quip your quips and then get out. Um at what at what point did you realize a distinction between commentators like in the booth? In, in my life? Yeah. Um uh probably honestly, probably when I saw like Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Yeah. The, uh, the wrestling for me too it would have been fucking Jerry and, and Jim. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you knew. But I was just, I was thinking about it because I'm, I explained to my friends recently, like right before quarantine happened, I had to explain to them what color and play by play and and analysts are in the in the commentary booth, and I was like, you guys don't know this shit. Like, how do you not know? I'm Steven knew because he was, you know, he's a wrestling fan, so he knows. Right. But even like baseball, like you know, Michael K's play by play. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Michael K's play by play. John Sterling is the radio play by play. Right. You got Susan Walden that, that comes in for the color. Yeah. You have like Paul yeah. Paul Neal does the color there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exactly. a, it's a clear distinction of who is the person describing things in your ear if your eyes were closed, uh-huh. and the other person is adding. There are two cents about facts. In wrestling, it was always an old school. It was always there was the face, the announcer was mm-hmm. the play by play, and the heel was always the color. Yes. And you always had and again, as I mentioned, like Gorilla Monsoon and, and Jesse, they were perfect because Gorilla was so over face and oh, Man- yeah. Ventura was so over heel. And so yeah. like the two of them together was just amazing. <laughs> it was just amazing. Like when Heenan when would buy, hit somebody in the back and Gorilla was like, Oh, you didn't see that? And Jesse's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it was just it yeah, was great. Exactly. It was great having those moments. Um, but I I realized that like I had a realization recently that it was like I've known about that for cut like most of my life right. the difference between a color commentator and a play by play those are obviously the two you have a two man booth normally yeah so it was just it was odd it's like I, you guys don't know nothing about this like at all right yeah crazy it was just all Jericho and and Shivani. yeah maybe Shivani and maybe. Shivani needs to teach Jericho a couple of things. Be like, hey, mate, maybe you don't have to yeah. fuck it. You can breathe a little. Yeah, <laughs> take, take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Um, okay. So take it in. Take man. it. Hang on. You take your own advice. <laughs> uh, the first match was uh, the Spanish God Guevara against uh, Darby Allen. Um, I, I'm actually shocked with this match that uh, uh, Allen took it. I, I actually thought Guevara would take it. Um, you really thought Guevara was going to take I it? I kind of did. I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like he was, he was well, he was on a streak, too. He had like a two or three match streak, so I thought they would continue it on. But Allen takes this. Now Allen next week goes on to face uh, Cody, uh, which would be a good one. They kind of set that up a couple weeks ago, uh, the two of them going out a little bit. Um, so it'll be, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, got a little check-in from Matt Hardy at the Hardy Compound. That part was awesome. Because now you have oh, yeah, actual Matt Hardy. The two sides, yeah. <laughs> you got like the Matt, that's right. So you have, some would say, mm-hmm. like the Fiend. Fiends, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Right? Sure. Because now you have the the incarnate sure. Matt Hardy. Right. You have the incarnate Bray Wyatt. Right. And then on the other hand, you also have Damascus <laughs> right. and the Fiend. Yes. And now I have never wanted in my entire life more than right now was a Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt match. I know. Well, Vince had it and he lost it. Um, he had that opportunity. Uh, it's like that commercial. Oh, you almost had it. it was... <laughs> got to be quicker. <laughs> got to be quicker than that. Was <laughs> a gecko. Uh, Kenny Omega uh, taking on Alan Angels. Um, okay. Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I uh, got a, a interesting and uh, nice little video package for Scorpio Sky. Um, let's see here. Uh, next match we had Jimmy Havoc against Orange Cassidy. Uh, yeah, I freshly squeezed. freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. I've come to love Orange Cassidy, but I, now I know his entire 
uh, game plan for every match he ever does ever. Yeah, it's bait and switch. Bait and switch. Get your ass kicked for the first five minutes and then switch it he off. He is Turn the perfect, lazy Hulk Hogan. He is. Literally gets his ass beat for half the match, and hulks up for the next yes. quarter, and then finishes. The only difference is that Cassidy normally loses. The vitamin C up. and then but not on AEW television. AEW, nope. He actually won. Your boy is undefeated. People forget. <laughs> uh, People forget. Boy, who? Orange Cassidy. Didn't he win? He won, but he's not. He lost to Pac at a revolution. Oh, you're correct about that. Oh, I know. Sorry. Two and one. I hate to hate to break that news to you. Still great. He's still awesome. They should have gave him an undefeated streak. Oh my god. They should have gave Orange Cassidy an undefeated streak. Um, that would have been awesome. That would have been funny. Hilarious! You're saying that I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading here uh, from Max's the next segment. Uh, Max's Rat's House. I, I was like, where, "Where the hell are you talking about?" Um, yeah, MJF. Bro, hang on a second. That is not in Cape Cod. That 1,000 percent looked like Long Island, New York. It did, right? 100. <laughs> percent It says in Cape uh, Max's Rat's House in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. MJF provided an update. Um, yeah. So, is that real? As far as the hangnail thing. Who the fuck knows? It's a hangnail. But it, I've, I've heard that they. Who cares? But I've heard that they. It's gonna be good in a month. I, I'm sure. A week. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm just. But I've heard of conditions like that where things like that be, become infected, and if that's yeah. Yeah, his actual deal, that that's a sucky way to go. <laughs> yeah, it really is. People, but people getting pulled. Uh, you know. I'm gonna say probably not. Okay, fair enough. It's MJF. Nothing is ever real with that man. He kind of broke character on Twitter when he was like, uh, "I'll be back for you guys." I'm, I'm sorry that I, you know, kind of letting you down. Um, and then you went go going from that to a Wardlow match. Can I say, good God, <laughs> good God yeah. with the Wardlows, um, he destroyed this guy. This guy Lee Johnson, rest in peace, because he, I, I, as impressive as I thought that uh, Lance Archer has been, Wardlow is just the, this match. I know it's a jobber, but shit, <laughs> it was just he, he just destroyed this guy. Um, very impressive. Uh, get a package for Dark Order and and Mr. Brody. Um, I don't oh. know why. Why do they not call him the exalt? They call him Mr. Brody Lee. They 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 it says it on it's here. The exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee. It says it on here, but they don't say it on yeah. TV. They don't call him that. Why don't they call him the exalted one? They always just call him Mr. Brody. No, they they said the they do say the exalted one sometimes. I've that whole match they didn't mention it one time. I'm just like watching it. Like, wouldn't they just be a cooler name to say? Oh, the exalted one is here. Like, it's I understand they say it, but they don't say it like during the match and just kind of like is kind of a lost. I'm bitching about it. The best thing about that promo was when he spoofed off Vince's six two two forty thing. Did you see that? I did. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. He's like, how much do you how uh, how tall are you? Like six two. How much do you weigh? Two twenty. Do you play college football? Yeah. And it's just literally everything oh, Vince. Vince used yes. to look for ever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Again, you missed out. Um, we had another. If you don't know, like, yo, Bray Wyatt, Brody Lee, Matt Hardy. If you don't know about wrestling, you're not going to get these characters really. Right. Because there are so many more little hidden gems little easter eggs that they give mm-hmm. and it just makes their character that much better I know. <laughs> a little bit better appreciation um another someone of the bubbly bunch and then uh the, the weird dance um 
Yeah, the Flim Flam. Flim Flam. And Jake Hager was just way too excited about doing that. And then uh, the main event with uh, Kip Sabian against Dustin Rhodes in his possibly last final match ever. All right. Now, I have I have a theory about this. Okay. Do you think, which came first? Dustin saying this was his last match? Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Or Drake Maverick saying that he was, you know, with the whole last time, last. Oh, uh, Matt. La- this is possibly my last match. You know what I mean? Which came, who said it first? I think Maverick said it first. Right? I think so. So, I'm just saying it's a little fishy. Even though, even though, yeah, it was on social media after Maverick, even though this match was made when the tournament was put up. I know, but Dustin never said it was his last match uh, until, until this week. After Drake Maverick had said some shit. Correct. After Drake Maverick, and it was put on social media this week. That's what I'm saying. Mm, shady. People, they're trying to garner sympathy. A little shady. shady. I don't know. I don't a little know. shady, man. Difference being, though, is that uh, Dustin actually won this. And, uh, True. He's moving on in the tournament, whereas uh, Maverick did not win. Even though I'm not saying he's not moving on, but he lost his first match. I don't know. Kind of weird. He could, could He could pull a comeback. He could. And I would be all for it. We shall I see. want to see Drake Maverick win the tw- the. I almost said twenty four seven. No, at this point he should be a, at this point with all the the backing that he has, he should be above that twenty four seven. But oh yeah, I'm now looking forward and thinking about it. Now I'm looking forward to the backlash that that will get if Maverick wins. Actually, I'm, I'm rooting for Maverick to win so I can get Only some kind of drama. Only if it's a work, though. Only if that for fucking that, video was a work. But it wasn't a work. How do you know? You think they have the? I mean, I, you think he's that have good? Entire... Have you seen him in those vignettes with twenty four seven? He's horrible. He was legit for three minutes, just crying his eyes out. That's, oh I'm, no, I know that. You should get an Oscar. I, that's all I'm saying. If I that's know the case, that. give him an Oscar. I think it was. I think it was a shoot promo. I think it was a shoot also, but I, I think I, I tend to agree with you. I think it was a shoot. And but I want to wonder if this is going to garner him enough sympathy to like, say, you know if, what, come if back. He's going to be over enough to yes. be like, okay, maybe we might have to push this guy to win. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking is actually going to, going to happen. I'm saying though, with that, nobody's gonna, people don't understand that. So most True. people are going to be like, "Oh my god, this is he is lying the entire time," and this is going to be a bad look for him. Yeah, it's it's and again, knowing that he was actually fired, and those were genuine emotions, and knowing McMahon, be like, you know what, you're 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 hot now. I want to keep you, and so we're gonna kind of turn this around. We'll keep exactly. you, you save your job, and God, listen, that's awesome. You know, if you can save your job that way, if you can come back and have like a last second uh, a hail mary and and re, have a reprieve of your job, God bless. That's awesome. Keep your job, get your money, and do what you got to do. As every man for himself in this business, as everybody knows, it's just a weird way to do it, and it's not his fault. Even though it's going to be looked at like it's his fault. Yeah, Maverick. 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 All right. So again, I have a cousin named Maverick. Do you really? Great name. It's like it's his nickname or is that his actual name? Somewhere, no, that's his birth name. What the shit? It's somewhere down the line on my grandfather's side of the family. And you got Joe, like, li- little kid, born like I don't know, four, I, four or five years ago, maybe. And you got Joe. Might be four or five. Like yo, that's crazy. He's. It's not even Maverick Black. Got oh oh. Oh, that's your wrestling name. If you ever missed opportunity, make, become a professional wrestler, you have to go by Maverick Black. Only if my partner's name is Goose or Alistair. Goose Black. <laughs> no, just because Maverick. You can have like the the, the Black uh... Maverick and Goose. 
American Goose. No, I get the reference. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had to make sure. Top Gun. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no. uh, really quick with SmackDown here uh, before we wrap things up. Not much going on other than the very end segment here. Um, King Corbin uh, defeating Drew Gulak for the qualifying match. Uh, Money in the Bank. I mentioned before that um, he's already got the King title, so I don't see him winning this this tournament. Um, Sheamus defeating another jobber, and then him making Cole figuratively piss his pants. Hang on. I- I'm sorry. I actually think him having the King-, King gimmick might lend to why he might win the briefcase. Um, it's a heel thing. I know it's a heel briefcase thing. Briefcase is made for a heel, really, unless you have a way over babyface, which they're kind of really isn't in this match it is a heel thing but i just feel like he uh if i had to pick a heel to win the money in the bank right now from the people we have it would be king corbin it's just a missed opportunity for somebody else like you don't have to put it on you're definitely not gonna put it on mysterio um no i think your your best bet honestly is to put it on either black or crew cruise yeah um because at least you can give him a push during these times of of uh, confusion and and heartache, you can give a guy a chance and give Cruz a, a briefcase that symbolically gives you a contract. Yeah. Um. But that said, I I don't think Cruz is gonna win, but at least he's getting some sort of push now. Um. We actually I actually started off the night with uh, uh the new day, and then all of a sudden uh, Lucha House Party. Speaking of like D listers getting pushes. Uh, yeah, they they come to the ramp and then all of a sudden uh, Ms. Morrison comes. A listers, the A listers, <laughs> push out push out the D listers. Uh, moving on, Sheamus uh, defeating Daniel Vidot and then Sheamus destroying Cole's headset and making him figuratively piss his pants. They they, they kind of like let that go because then all of a sudden Ms. Morrison come down the ramp and there's mm-hmm. no there's obviously no commentary because Cole just had his his mic shoved off his head. Nobody explained yeah. as to like they didn't elaborate further. Did I miss something? Like they didn't elaborate. I, I didn't see anything. Okay, they didn't elaborate elaborate further as to like what just happened and why like Cole didn't say like, um, "Geez, I'm so, so so sorry. I didn't understand what the deal was." Like just kind of like let left. Unless I missed something, I, I might have. Just... I wish. I wish. I wish they bring back the coal mine. <laughs> Dude, they everybody's should. getting so goddamn close to Michael Cole. Yeah, this would be a perfect time to bring it back. They should just like encase him right next to Graves, yeah. and Graves is six like six feet. It just says six feet <laughs> on every side. One sign that says six feet on every side. The Graves is like banging on the window, trying to like get his attention or or something. It's that would be great. Heel, um, bring back heel Cole. Heel Cole with the Graves' face. Yeah, or just have a two heel team. <laughs> it's too many face teams. We have a whole all, all uh, heel team. Yeah, um, just making both heels. <laughs> both heel commentator. <laughs> they all suck. That's when they used to do like in NWO when uh when uh Bischoff was NWO and they would just have like Hogan and Bischoff on, on the commentator <laughs> and just like yeah. rag on everybody came out. Uh yeah. Lucha House Party defeats Ms. Morrison, speaking of push. Uh Lacey Evans uh defeating Sasha Banks, uh speaking of a push to get the belts in Banks's case, because this is what you do. You lose, you lose, you lose. Like you did last yep. week to Tamina, to this week Evans, you lose, and then you basically you make the big one, you make the big Bam. one, you go after Bailey, and because she screwed you again in this match, which she did, Bailey did uh, screw over uh, Banks, and then uh, a main event with Puss and Cross against Carmella and Dana Brooke. Uh, my friend Rob on the Zoom call yesterday was asking if Cross got a 
a boob job because she keeps smacking her tits every five seconds. No, I think she's got uh, natties. Okay. I think. Confirmed? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you confirm that uh, that knowledge, I think you should ask. Nah. You should find out. I have a good sight test. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> I could tell when they're they're real and they're thin. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> man. So I, I, nothing really uh, eventful other than uh, qualifying matches for the the uh, money in the bank or women, men's mm-hmm. women's side. Uh, nothing eventful AEW side. Um, just really teenage love is is all I I see this week. Are we we didn't talk about the end. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> okay, crap. Um, yeah, the the, the end with uh, Triple H in this in celebration of twenty five years of service. Yeah. Um, now, yes. Let me ask a question. You think this is leading to anything? How would it lead to anything? Between Hunter and Sean, WrestleMania is going to Los Angeles next year, bro. Yeah, no, no. So all I'm saying, I know it, it would what be are Hunter. What What are Triple H and Sean's best matches? Yeah, listen, I yeah, LA. Um, no, I, against each other. I'm not saying LA. Well, just, said, you know they've had a great, yeah, no, against each other, yes. But uh, with part of like the breakup of DX, and yes, many times, uh, especially at uh, the Staples Center, they've had amazing matches. I feel like if they could do the two of them, and then you get the Rock and Roman Reigns in another main event, I would, uh, buy, I would buy those tickets. Two nights, <laughs> two, nights. Uh, two nights, two nights, <laughs> two nights. Remember, two, two nights. nights. Damn it, man! <laughs> Cut it down to like ten matches. Let's go. You can take a 16, 17 match. You, you put them all, the rest of them, as you did in Royal Rumble, and and just cut the crap. I'm all for the two night event. I'd like. I it. just want to put that out there. Okay. All right. I'm all for the two night event. Uh, Triple H came out, and and if you have two nights of WrestleMania with people, mm-hmm. gah, be great. I know. They make. They would make. They, they, if any, if there was any time to actually do that, it would be next year because people would just be clamoring to actually be in an arena, and you could basically make bank on two nights of yeah. of uh, main events. Yeah, do it, whatever. The possibilities. The possibilities are endless. Uh, Triple H came out, started talking, and then gets interrupted by uh, HBK, uh, and then all of a sudden these and they're, they're ribbing each other back and forth, and then he shows him a package of of all his losses at Red Mania, um, which is very funny. And then uh, he had some FaceTime calls from Ric Flair. He had a FaceTime call from Road Dogg, who looks old as hell. Um, Stephanie McMahon. McMahon uh, with, the, yeah, with that. Um, and then uh, and then Vince's music hits. And, yeah. And then he comes out and just basically ribbing on Triple H. You can see that he's uh, – it was kind of a shoot. He didn't know what he was going to say because Paul is laughing as he called him by his first name. And then <laughs> and then he walks away and uh, and then the celebrations continue on. They're like, right, "Can we keep going?" And he shuts the lights off. So he turned the lights off on the party. Um, and that was the end of the. I'm telling you, dude, it could lead to something. It, it could lead. Anything to Anything could lead to anything. It'd be great, but is that the case? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Um, uh, we, well, not looking forward to, but hopefully, get more information regarding, um. Mr. Velveteen Dream and his... Uh, I mean, I really hope it was just all, you know, a fucking hacker. 
I hope this motherfucker ain't doing that shit. Yeah. If not, let me tell you, mm. guess who's not going to be over? Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Well, the dream will be over, but he's not going to be over. <laughs> Get, Get it? it? Get it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you write this See what stuff. happens. It's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to the Sons of Slam. Uh, please catch us on Spotify, uh, Twitter, Sons of Slam Show, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, we'll just find out. That hopefully next week we get more information. Uh, hopefully by the end of this weekend we can find out what the hell's going on. And It's definitely the biggest wrestling story right now. Right now, yes. In, yeah. in, in, a, in a week last week that had probably one of the biggest wrestling stories ever. In, in the massive amount of firings that they had, um, yeah. this is uh, very small in, in comparison. Simple potatoes. But uh, is, yeah. it could have a huge lasting uh, effect on NXT, especially with him being involved in uh, the main storyline right now. Uh, we will see. We shall see what see. happens. We'll see we back will in see the, what happens. See what happens in another seven days. Chris Mindell, Reaper Joe Black. Peace out, y'all. Peace. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to hell. I have no idea what you're saying. It's all right. I'll be there. Reaper's out. Sons of Slam podcast.